Hello and good day everyone, it's Kevin Finkel here with another episode of Magic the Final Frontier. On this podcast we talk all about the Frontier format, keeping our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Frontier. I am Ryan Schwenk, the uh, Japan hobbyist out of Yokohama, Japan. And Just the two of us for today's episode. We're uh, going to be looking into a few things before we want to jump into, uh, you know, we'll be doing our set spoiler in a week or two. We're uh, recording this just the night before. We're going to get the full spoiler for uh, M20. But a lot of things I want to talk about. Going to have to wait for another week to uh, to discuss all did those, Did you I think. introduce yourself at all? I don't think you did. Usually I wait for you to introduce yeah, I said, yourself. I said my name. You? I said my name and then I gave the uh, the description. Okay. So I kind of I kind of set you off there. Okay. I'm not sticking to the script. Or wild cards now. I'm in Japan. It's all about conformity. I do the same thing day in, day out. <laughs> yeah. Joke. Yeah, joke. we got these good taglines. I mean, are those taglines going to work when we become a uh, Standard Plus podcast? Which ones? The Frontier one? I don't know. New, interesting, and powerful in the world of Standard Plus? Yeah, sure. Why not? Depends what they call it. Well, post You know, that's actually a good one. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it really needs a good name if it's going to be a good format. And uh, that's exactly what we're talking about in tonight's episode, is we wanted to talk about this postmodern, arena modern, standard plus format, whatever it's going to be, and we wanted to talk about what we've seen from Frontier, from other things going on in the Magic world, and what we think that they need to do to make standard plus successful so so right now i'm just calling it standard plus um this is going to be whatever the arena format is it's going to be whatever is you know whatever they're doing to uh to make some kind of non-rotating format for everyone who's going to be losing their cards in arena if nothing else if you ask me frontier is still the best name (laughs) yeah you know what if they kept the frontier name i wouldn't be upset with that change change Uh, if they called it postmodern that's not terrible um I mean, is that our first point? Is that uh, is that our number one? Is they need to give it a good name so that it's catchy? Yeah, why not? I, I think that's uh, some good advice for wizards. You know, you need to have well, some. What are some? What are some good and some bad ones that we've had lately? I don't know, brawl. Yeah, brawl was uh, mediocre. I guess. Yeah, it was better than frawl, which is what some people were saying was frontier yeah. brawl. That that's just a terrible name. Uh, how about like tiny leaders? Was that not any good? I mean, tiny leaders is kind of clever. I think. You know, Popper's good because, like, you know, it's it's like poor people's, you know, or not poor people's, but like, you know, yeah. people that don't have a lot of money to play Magic's, you know, legacy, basically. I liked, uh, I liked when they called, like, when they had Old School, but then a lot of people called it 9394, which I think was a little weaker. Yeah, Old School's better. Um, and then they have, like, Middle School Magic, too. Now, Middle School's a little bit, just, mm. it's it doesn't have the same impact as... I don't even know if I've heard that middle one. Middle school, I think... So if you guys kind of hear us talking yeah. here, we're, we're kind of going into some of the other you know formats that have maybe come, maybe gone, done okay, made an impact, etc., and what that means as far as what, what we're hoping to see from Frontier and what they need to do right, what they can hopefully have learned some lessons and, on. Let's also just, if anyone's listening to this podcast for the first time, kind of go over what we're talking about when we say a standard plus. You know, I said it's probably an arena modern format. Um, we're, are we currently assuming that it's going to be more than just, you know, the standard sets plus whatever continues to be added? I think it's going uh, to be more. I mean, they, we, yeah. we haven't really talked about it on the show yet, but they did announce that, you know, the director of arena said that there's going to be a postmodern mm-hmm. format and it's going to be, you know, uh, using all the cards that are currently in, uh, arena. Now, whether that means it's the cards that are currently in standard in Arena or the cards that have already been programmed in Arena is yet to be seen, but... 
Yeah, and there's some rumors about what's actually been programmed there. Some people said it goes back to as far as Shadows of Innistrad. That may or may not be true. So yeah, we've we definitely on the show before for discussed what we'd like to see, but right now we're kind of just saying it'll be some format. It'll be at the very least the standard cards, maybe Ixalan, or maybe... um Maybe Kaladesh. Um, and Cat, maybe Kaladesh, yeah. maybe further back if we're lucky. I've been saying lately, uh, you know, I feel like DTK would be a cool place to start because that was supposed to be drafted with... Or it's supposed to be in standard with Origins, mm-hmm. so if we went all back to Origins, just go one more. As far as, like, the... How do you say During the set the Tarkir, design so you get that Cold they had Nuts going command. on at the time? Yeah. All right, that, that, that's another topic for another yeah. time, I think. But So today's topic, yeah, jumping into just about the five-minute point, perfect time here. We want to talk maybe a top ten list, maybe, roughly, yeah. of uh, what we like as lessons learned for Magic, or for Wizards when they're making this uh, this new format. That we want it to be successful, because... Yeah. We, we definitely have said like you know we we need frontier for the same reason we need a postmodern or an arena modern. We we love frontier. You know, there's a lot of good things about it, mm-hmm. and you know, it there was a really good. Um, how can I say? There's everyone kind of really liked the idea when it first came out, and yeah. then it just kind of like fell off. You know, I guess people thought it was broken or something like that, or or w- for whatever reason. You know, they they just stopped playing and stopped trying to play uh, Frontier. Oh, well, do you have any do you have any reasons for your top ten list of what you think some of those reasons are that people stopped interest? Is it? Um, yeah, I, I actually oh, what was it? It's really? part of my top ten. Some of those things that I think people might have thought were the reason people hmm. the, the the reasons why I thought some people quit um, is in my my top ten. For example, so should I just start? Okay, with why don't you then? go ahead? Yeah, yeah, please go ahead. So I think that. There needs to be good hate cards. Hmm. That's okay. that's the number one thing. If you're you're gonna make a format and there's gonna be powerful cards in there, you need to have hate cards for everything. If you like if you look at modern right now with like what's going on with like dredge hmm. and all these other crazy things, there's only like a limited amount of you know, answers and they're they're not always like the perfect answer. So yeah, I think that's true. So I I think hmm. if I were to take this as a lessons learned, I would look at the standard of just a few years ago when a lot of people were really down on standard, mm-hmm. you know, kind of coming out of Oath of the Gatewatch going into the Shadows of Innistrad block. Uh even when we just before we kind of started up Kaladesh, there were a lot of powerful cards and there were just no good answers yeah. to that. You know, four color decks are running rampant. There was nothing that could kill a smuggler's copter, for example. Yeah. There was nothing that could break up the Sahili combo, and that became yep. big. Yep. So I think that they've done a much better job since then of staying consistent with printing answers. And that I kind of had one on, on my list of saying, like, they need to keep a a consistent power level. And that's kind of a lesson learned from recent standards, is that if you have a big spike in power, you have a big spike in answers versus threats, then it kind of throws the format into imbalance mm-hmm. and i think that they've been doing a good job i really like what wizards done maybe the last two years and if they can continue with this level you know continue making good core sets like they currently are mm-hmm. i think that'll do a great job to keep the format alive keep it interesting every new time yeah like you said smuggler's copter was a plague i don't know if it's a plague maybe it's worse than a plague but mm-hmm. but you know like <laughs> there's just everywhere in every single deck and there's no way to kill it until either revolt when we got fatal push and then i'm on cat when we got a braid you know and it was it wasn't until after that now it's it's still a great card but it's it's not 
as horrible. It's not as oppressive. It's seeing as it a lot was. less play. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, lesson again, a lesson learned that we've gotten from Frontier is when we talk about you know the reason why not every aggro deck plays Smuggler's Copter is because there's other powerful things they can play that don't work alongside Smuggler's Copter. Like I was bringing up Thalia's Lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Smuggler's Copter is not a human, doesn't work that well with that, with that human aggro deck. Or Collected Company, you know, you can't hit Smuggler's Copter on Collected Company. You kind of have to choose either or, and that, that's a reason why we see more variety of decks, because they've kept a consistent level of that power. So I said good hate cards, you said more balance. I kind of have another one that's kind of like a between both of those. So, okay. so I guess maybe I'll just uh, kind of expand on what you said a little bit about the balance. Um, I believe that this new format standard plus or you know whatever is going to also need to be able to support various strategies right now i think we kind of have a lot of hmm. aggro and control like it, in frontier you're yeah, talking in about frontier or in standard it's like mid-range doesn't have enough enough tools to really be able to compete against either control or I guess it's already against control, but it's not. It's still not good enough to take on aggro. I think. Yeah, it's come and gone. You know, there's certainly been times where control wasn't really showing up. There's been times where you know combo is everywhere. Yeah. There's been times where it's kind of gone away. It's done a decent job in frontier of waxing and waning. I think that I agree that that's something that makes a good format is when all of the different types are represented, where there's a viable deck of each of those and, types. And I think that will probably be there, just considering what's been in standard. Yeah, would they say it's um, like the rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors, dynamite, right? <laughs> yeah. You gotta have that kind of meta. You have to have something. Okay, everyone's playing control. You play this, you can win. Everyone's playing, you know, aggro, you, you play this and you win. Mm-hmm. I'd say on top of that, it's nice when you can be, okay, I'm a control deck, but I have cards here planning to beat the aggro matchup anyways. You know, where mm-hmm. you're kind of customizable. Yeah. And we've definitely seen that in Frontier. You know, we've had aggro decks that are just built to beat control and we've had control decks just built to beat aggro mm-hmm. you know it kind of works both ways okay so you want to go next or? so yeah i kind of want to take off of there and um you know somewhat related is that one thing i really liked about frontier and i think they definitely need to bridge over to whatever their new non-rotating format is is that they need to have good bridges from standard to standard plus mm-hmm. to modern so I think that's something that Frontier did well. You know, I always talk about things like the Hardened Scales deck. You know, there was a standard version, there was a Frontier version, there was a modern version, mm-hmm. and they kind of just built right into each other. You kind of see the same thing with, like, Humans Company. You see the same thing with some of the control decks, with Dredge. You know, there's a lot of pieces that fit one to another, and as you kind of put more money to the deck, you can convert it from one into the yeah. other. And I thought that was always one of the coolest things, one of the most important things. It's great for standard players. Mm-hmm. It's great for modern players, etc. I mean, that's like the biggest problem right now with like buying singles and stuff like that. Everyone was thinking, mm-hmm. you know, I don't need to like buy these cards because I'm not going to be able to use them anymore. You know? Sure, yeah, you drop a uh, hundred and something bucks on a playset of History of yeah. and then what do they do in modern? They don't and now do they're like $6 a piece. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, it'd be, <laughs> so that, that's why actually, yeah, yeah, but yeah, if you can build it into, I think it's great if you can build it into uh, a more eternal deck. 
you know, people want to yeah, so hold on to their cards. I don't know how much they can do with that on purpose, but I think that is something that it's smart to work for. And, you know, that that's going to be a tough one, I think, for Wizards. You know, they don't tend to plan for, hey, let's make sure our players get their money's worth. You know, they don't really think about the financial impact for players, mm-hmm. particularly. And if you think about I mean, yeah, recently they have been designing a lot more powerful cards. I've seen a lot of play in EDH mm-hmm. or maybe even in Modern and whatnot, like especially like, you know, War... War of the Spark, and uh, more more recently, like M twenty looks like it's gonna be crazy, but um, mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff from like Shadows of Innistrad or Kaladesh. I mean, Kaladesh had some some decent modern cards, but a lot of those sets recently in Standard haven't put a lot into those other Eternal formats. So these are the only. I mean, like a format like Frontier slash Standard Plus is the only format will where you will actually see or be able to play with those cards. I should say. Yeah, I'd say more than that, it's about having the archetypes be similar. You know, if I wanted to build modern Infect, there's just no standard deck that builds into Infect. Mm-hmm. If I want to build Tron, there's nothing that builds into Tron. Yeah. I feel like most of the standard, the, the common modern decks don't really have a good analog right now, mm-hmm. whereas Frontier did have a lot more good analogs. Well, speaking of my idea of, um, how could I say, being able to play like all these different types of of cards or, or like you said you know, about being able to play like these different archetypes and whatnot i think that the format this new format should be able to support various archetypes or variants of of uh mm. archetypes for example like you know we have bank company we can do humans or we can just do like a straight value bands company or if we're doing mono red you know we can do like a mono red burn or we can do a tarka red or we can do even now it looks like goblins might even be playable mm-hmm. yeah that's definitely a tough one because that's kind of saying hey make make the format so it's not solvable and you know that's a big ask that's uh that requires them to do some testing that requires them to have been thinking ahead while they're printing all the cards they've printed for the last three years mm-hmm so what else? What other uh, things do you think would help? All right, so I've got, I'm going to jump into a small yeah. one because we kind of talked about this at the beginning of the episode of just, I hope they make the format big enough. It's If it's yeah. literally just standard and they're only going to be adding new sets one set at a time, I really, I really feel like it's going to be very slow to take off. So when I think about Frontier, I liked Frontier at the beginning, but I think it's only gotten better as it's grown to a slightly larger It came out right frame. when Kaladesh was starting, I believe, right? Yeah, even before that, uh, there wasn't the Kaladesh cards weren't in it. I would say, or maybe they were for the first tournament there. Yeah, I want to say they were there for the first tournament because we had things like Smuggler's Copter mm-hmm. there. So, uh, yeah, and Gear Hulk. So it was right, right with the first Kaladesh set. It was, so it was like M fifteen. That was a reasonable size, but we've had block, Origins, and four, five, and six Shadows seven, of Innistrad. So ten sets. Yeah, Shadows of Innistrad, and then made and the since then we've added one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten eight, sets, nine. Maybe. We, yeah, just about. We're we're just gonna be getting to ten sets, so we'll have doubled the size. Of yeah, it. so I actually had this on my list as well. What number hmm. of sets uh, should it be? So I, I agree, it shouldn't be just what rotated out of standard. If they start from mixed lines, yeah. it's a bad idea. How much do you think would be enough to make a make it a decent sized card pool? Without talking about the specific sets, I think maybe you know, four more sets on top of what's currently in standard is probably enough to make an interesting format. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it, it'll have to make sure it's a good format there or it'll be hard to, even if it's interesting three sets down the road, it might have lost its player base by then. So we, we got to make sure it kind of comes out with a strong beginning set of cards. Yeah, I mean, you had to keep it interesting. And like you said, we don't want it to be too solvable. You don't want, 
mm-hmm. you don't you don't want people to break it or whatnot. So I uh, yeah, like you said, four sets. I want I would I'd like to see it double what it was actually in standard right now. So we have what six sets now. So if we went back six six sets, that would probably make it great. I think. All right, so you said you had yours on there as well, so I want to go into another topic. And I actually have two of these that are kind of the different sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. One of them that I have on my list is that if bends are needed, they do them. So if the format's very solvable, mm-hmm. that they make action quickly before it kills the base. The other side of it is that I want them to come out with no bands at the beginning. I want people to be able to test Wild things West. before they start banning everything. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I want I don't want them to be heavy handed. Like I feel like they were with Brawl. Well, with modern as well. Like they, they banned were... Affinity right out and Yeah, they were they yeah, when when Modern started, certainly they had a lot of things starting on the ban list and maybe later some of them came mm-hmm. off, but you know, it, it kind of makes it I wouldn't be very happy if it comes out and right out the bat arena modern has ban list on mm-hmm. it. You know, that'll mean, you know, if they come out and they say, okay, uh, Nexus of fate is banned starting in the format, then there will never be an arena modern with Nexus of fate in it. And that's just kind of, that's sad, you know, like, like that's, uh, you see, that's, that's what I, I I'd like of, to at least test. That's it. what I kind of like about the online format to start off. They can test this out and then you say, Oh mm-hmm. crap, this card is broken. And then they can immediately, you know, decide to, hey, you know, we're not going to let this card be played in, in this format. And, I mean, they've done that How with, How do you like, think they've been... Sorry. Hmm. No, uh, I was just going to... Sorry, I, you hadn't finished your thought there. But, I mean, they just... They did that with, like, the um, the new Singleton and the Popper and what, whatever. I think they said, like, the Petitioners was banned or something in the standard Popper format that they right. have on Arena. They don't have to wait until a banner restricted announcement to ban cards on Arena. So they can kind of work yes, that's true. work through that format. Sorry, they can work through that format online, and then once they say, "Okay, this looks good, let's do this in paper." Yeah, and how do you think they've done lately as far as doing the right amount of bands, doing too few, too many? Do you think it's been decent? I mean, that's kind of a uh, an opinion about standard, about modern. Do you mean paper wise, or do you mean you arena? Yeah, I mean mostly in paper. Yeah, I mean I don't like. I don't, how do you think Wizards has been doing? I don't play, I don't play modern so much. So, I mean, I pretty much only focus on standard, and standard, I think, is fine as far as nothing's too broken. There's popular Okay, and currently but... there's only one thing banned, that just the Ferocid on. Yeah. <laughs> For whatever reason. So, all right, you kind of brought up another topic, so I am going to jump ship to that, mm-hmm. is that this is a mistake that I don't want them to make, is that I want the format to be very clearly defined and you know, obvious. So if there is a ban list, there needs to be only one ban list and that needs to be consistent. Mm-hmm. So where I think of is I think of Popper on MTGO. You know, people have always complained because things have been printed at different rarities on pop on a MTGO than they were in paper. Mm-hmm. So there's always been a different list there. You know, people have had different lists for Commander when it started out as EDH. There was different ban lists there. And that really hurts the format. You know, people talked about that in Frontier too is hey, do we want a ban list? And we've said, no, let's not do it. We want, we don't want to f- further fracture this already small community. Yeah. So I want them to come out with a clear format. And if there's changes, make them, you know, make them on the mothership, make them very clear mm. so that everyone knows it and agrees to it. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a, a good point. Um, another thing that I wanted to talk about is like uh, a more balanced color wheel. Like I feel mm. like, you know, in the past, in, in Frontier, like, some colors just seem so much better than others. Like, 
blue with dig through time and gear hulk or black with fatal push and and you know calatus you know and, and and cards like that and i feel like there's there wasn't really good enough white cards or there wasn't really good enough green cards I mean, there was a time where Gideon was the bomb. Yeah. But I do think that kind of comes to where we've talked about, you know, we've talked about the Smuggler's Copter problem, that White doesn't have any real way to answer Smuggler's Copter no at parity before so. it can yeah. attack. Yeah, they don't have a path. They don't even have a tomb on a path. They don't have something that can, you know, kill it before it attacks. Mm-hmm. So I've called it a lot of times the mythical White Abrade that I hope comes mm-hmm. out one day in the future. And you it hasn't come out disenchant. yet. <laughs> Yeah, we get disenchant, but you're not going to be able to main deck yeah. that. You can't, um, and you, you can't even play that against something like an Atarka red deck, where yeah. their only artifact or enchantment will be that that copter. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually kind of had something like that as well on my list. I said that they need to make cards with the format in mind. So if the format's going to be something that's official and supported by Wizards, they need to be thinking about it when they make new sets. And I kind of feel like they, they are doing that with M20, which we'll talk about in. in Maybe not next week's podcast, maybe the week after that, we'll talk about it. So, um, this is kind of connected to what I said about the more balanced uh, color wheel or color pie. I think that Mm. in this format, you should be able to play one, two, or three color decks, but I don't want to see everybody playing four or five color decks. Like five color good stuff or four color good stuff. Yeah, so I kind of have mixed feelings on that. So, a lot of people complain about fetches for a number of reasons but i always felt my opinion at least was that they enabled more strategies than what they restricted um and we've talked about why four color and standard was so popular you know really the power level was so low that you kind of needed to branch out into four colors the power was very much structured in wedges so you kind of had to go into those things you know the way the mana bases worked you couldn't just do enemy lands easily so kind of all those things made standard a very four-colored format, and Frontier didn't quite go the same way. You know, it had a couple decks that were branching out to four colors, but usually that wasn't the case. Like Frontier, you know, you, you get like four-color, five-color control, and you're just like, okay, you got all the good stuff. You're you're casting Gearhulk to get back, um, you know, like Colgan's Command or something like that, and then also like some kind of white spell, and just... Yeah, it didn't seem fair to me. And then when you get into like the, the big mid-range decks that are playing like Siege Rhino and maybe they're playing like Mardu Colors as well. And it's just, yeah. It's, 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 I mean, I'm guilty of uh, running Siege Rhino alongside uh, it's like, Scarab God. but I know you play like that four-color, five-color uh, Planeswalker deck. That's totally fine because you need a card like hmm. Oath of Nyssa or Inner Planner, Inner Planner Beacon. I think in order to yeah. kind of play all those, that type of multicolor deck is fine. But having a five color mana base, I guess five okay, five and four color decks are fine. Five color mana bases mm-hmm. are not. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure I feel completely the same way just because I didn't. You know, when I think of control in Frontier, I feel like people went a lot more towards two color. They went blue black mm-hmm. control rather than going four color. I mean, right at the beginning, I think there was those four-color controls, but as more powerful cards were printed in specific colors, then there was an advantage to going just, you know, a couple colors, well, maybe three now, I think people splash. I guess for. it's just because I'm in Japan, and people love playing, mm. like, these four- or five-color decks. These people are just, like, so good at building <laughs> mana bases and stuff like that, and, uh, and they're really good players, so they know exactly what card they need, and th- th- these types of decks just give them all the answers. And for me, it's it's not fun to, to play against those decks, because I can 
protect against this type of strategy or this type of strategy. But when they're playing all these different strategies, there's no way for me to prepare myself against that. Okay, that's fair. Anyway, sorry, you can choose the next topic. Um, all right, so I'm going to go with one that I think is you know kind of a lessons learned from maybe tiny leaders, maybe from early frontier when people were really speculating on the format. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of card availability. Mm-hmm is that if there's any cards that become, you know, hugely popular for the format, they're kind of a staple for the format, they need to not be shy about reprinting them and reprinting them heavily and quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't have something like a Liliana the Veil sit around and go up to $100. That's just or not Jace. accessible for a format. Jace Vince Prodigy yeah, Jace. 120. Yeah, so for anyone here who's listening that hasn't listened too much about Frontier, they're probably like, oh man, Jace is like a $120 card. That card's like 5 bucks right now. It's not really it's played 20. in Frontier. Yeah. There's better things you could do. There. Yeah, maybe, but you know, it's gone up and down. It's not, it's not breaking any formats. <laughs> but there are speculators. There certainly were speculators then. There would be speculators as soon as an Arena Modern's announced, and some card will become popular that wasn't popular before, and it's going to really spike. So they need to be ready to anticipate that and to make amends for it for paper availability. Mm. And I had that on my list as well, actually. I, I think they need to either reprint this stuff in the core sets, or like we talked about before with like the standard, not the standard, the uh, Strider decks. You know, like those, mm-hmm. those sort of things for Frontier, I think that would be like a really good idea as well to get stuff into people's hands. Yeah, that would be a great way to support um, whatever this format is going to be called, Standard Plus right out the bat, if they did those Challenger decks, but for a Standard Plus. Yeah what decks they think you know are, are going to be playable that'd be cool okay um i had another i guess it's not really a color one it's more like a more of like a play experience i i think i'd like to see this new format offer a unique play experience something that you can't get in standard something mm. that you can't get in modern or legacy like i said before using like cards that you usually don't use but also, I think I want to see okay. you know more archetypes, more strategies that you know usually you don't see in a competitive format. So people are going to play what wins. Yeah. How can wizards, if they're trying to strategically do that, how can they promote a format where those different types are possible, other than making it you know less competitive? And I think, I mean, for M twenty, looking at M twenty at least, before you always kind of had like these cards printed with more of like an archetype in mind like mid-range or aggro like this is a good aggro card or this is a good um you know mid-range card or control card but nowadays i kind of feel like with their deck or sorry their card design it's more this is a good goblin aggro card or you know this is a good um human mid-range card or something like that or like even if you go back to like the dragon star here you can see it's more like a you know like a dragon's um control card you know like we had Siligrom's scar mm. scorn and whatnot i feel like they're working more on making really good cards but only if you play the deck this way and i think that okay lets you kind of get more powerful and lets you do unique things but at the same time it doesn't break the format hmm. so i like that i think that if i'm talking about things that i'm excited about for a postmodern format whether it's frontier or this whatever standard plus will be that's something i'm like hey you know it's really cool i get to take all these cool cards from different sets Mm -hmm. and actually make you know a functional maybe a vampires deck you know vampires are rotating and we'll have vampires from this set this set 
I feel like that's a good thing to say about the format. I don't know if that's something that wizards can consciously do more than they're already doing. So maybe you're saying, okay, this is something they're already doing right, but I don't feel like it's something that they need to be like, let's think about this no. in the future. And, yeah. But I mean, they should, they, with that in mind, I feel like they do have a lot of that in mind as far as like, you know, supporting other strategies. We don't want to see just, you know, spirits and human tribal. You know, they 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 sure, almost sure. got Merfolk tribal right, and you know, and then like you said, vampires is there. Zombies might be playable if we get Alan Cat. So, so yeah, I'd like to see a lot of those. Um, I had a couple more, and I'll, I'll let you go back and forth. I've been talking too much. Yeah, I've got I've got kind of two left on my list, but they're kind of. I realize they're kind of similar. Is that I'm thinking about the problem they had with Brawl, you know. Brawl came out and everyone's like, okay, sweet. I can't wait to play Brawl on Arena. And they didn't put it on there. And I think mm-hmm. that was a, a huge mistake. And the opposite could also be a big problem. You know, if people like it on Arena and it's not really supported in paper, I think that would be a big problem. Because mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of good that this could do for paper as a postmodern format. So I want to see it supported in LGSs and I want to see it supported online. You know, both. And and I want it fully implemented on Arena. Ooh. Yeah. You still there? Sorry, I lost my mic here. My dog is sitting on it, I think. Hmm. <laughs> Can you hear me yeah, now? Yeah, I got you. Okay, great. So w- what I'm kind of saying is that I want to make sure it's fully implemented on Arena right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So I want it to be put in the place just like they would standard. So don't make it like a rotating thing. Don't make it like only best of one. Make it fully implemented as a competitive format. Yeah, I, I had the same sort of thing on my list as well. Mm-hmm. I want to see proper support. I want to see proper promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you have it only on Arena, there's definitely going to be people that are going to want to play it in paper right away. So, yeah, you know, they have to realize that, you know, some people don't want to spend time getting all those rare cards and uncommon cards and whatever on, on Arena, but they have all these cards already in, you know, at home. So they need to have places where you can play if not a main event of a magic fest i would like to see it like show up as a bunch of side events Mm -hmm. yeah and if anything that's a boon of the format is the fact that people have the cards for it you know again if anyone hasn't really heard us talk about this before when frontier first came out people were like oh you know these stores are doing it because they're just trying to get rid of these old cards they've got that aren't going to be worth anything anymore but my counterpoint was always that it's good for the players and it's good for the stores. So if you're a new store, you don't have to buy every modern staple in order to run modern at your store. Well, you do have to buy every modern staple if you're going to run mm-hmm. modern at your store. But if you want to run Frontier at your store or you want to run Postmodern at your store, all you really need is the stuff that just rotated yeah. out anyways. You know, maybe it's some, pennies on the dollar. Some Kaladesh stuff, maybe some Amica stuff. People have this stuff that are just sitting in boxes doing mm-hmm. nothing. Because a lot of these... New stores, I think, just came about in the last few years or so because there's yeah, been a huge especially in Japan, which is why yeah. it started over there. And and then the other side of that is that for players, it's worth a ton more. You know, their cards don't drop to zero mm-hmm. value as soon as the rotation happens. I always hold on to my my uh, my old stuff just in case. I mean, ever since Frontier came out, <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's going to happen eventually. Never get rid of them. Um, one more thing that I had on my list that I think is kind of important for this format is that I think that it yeah. should be a fair format. Like, I don't mm. want this to become like a turn three format or a turn two format like modern. I don't even think it should be like a four turn format. We kind of talked about this before in previous podcasts. Like, we think Frontier is more like a 
Well, I guess if you don't have anything against mono red, you'll probably die, you know, on turn four. But like usually, yeah, I, I think, think pretty consistently. And I think, uh, yeah, I get what you're coming. I think we've kind of said this that should be turn frontier turn by five, the end turn of it. Six. Yeah, frontier got to be a turn four format by the end of it. Really, mm. like I don't want to. I mean, yeah, Sahili's nice. Sahili's gonna have the same problem though as like Copter. Every control deck's gonna play it. And it's gonna be maybe I, I feel maybe. like you know like Jess guy and you're gonna have like dark Jess guy and yeah, but it's like you gotta have it fair. You don't you don't want you know people be able to like win consistently and have nothing you can do about it. So I don't mind where Frontier was in that it kind of was a four a turn four format, but it wasn't a turn four win format. It was a turn four interact format. Mm. So I kind of always said is that. You can't just take the first turn ferns off, but if you do have interaction during those turns, it's very possible for you to go to turn 12, even with an aggro deck yeah. or a control deck, a combo deck, whatever. If the interaction happens, there's always answers. There's always, you know, th- there's no deck that just like, I got to turn five, no matter what you have, I win. Mm-hmm. And there are some of those in modern. There's certainly some of those in legacy. And I like that about Frontier. I hope that happens in postmodern is that if you've got the interaction, the games can go longer, yeah. no matter what the decks are. Yeah, you can get back into it, I think. You know, there's there's chances to kind of stabilize. More chances to stabilize in Frontier, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. So I just, I'm kind of going back to the last topic, just because we talked about, you know, if we're at LGSs, the next step is to have tournaments for mm-hmm. this. You know, they need to have, you know, they need to have ways to your invitationals through playing this format. They need to have it in paper at big events and if they don't have that, then it doesn't really feel like it's supported in the same way that standard and modern mm-hmm. are. I mean, I would definitely love to see this uh, happen at like a mythic championship or something in the future. I think that'd be sweet. Exactly. Yeah, I think that would be great. All right, that's my kind of ten items. You know, we we almost worked backwards. I made a list, and then you kept naming ones at the bottom of my list. Mm. And I worked my way back up. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't really have a top ten. It's just more like ten things. Yeah, I also had ten things. They weren't particularly ranked. Um, but that's going to bring us towards the end of our episode here. So I hope you guys, if you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener, you enjoyed hearing what we had to talk about. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, we're at MDG Frontier on Twitter. You can find us on Reddit at MDG Frontier. Uh, what is it? MDG Final Frontier? I think so. And MDG Frontier.net yeah. is our website right now. I think MDG um, Frontier as we get might more be Reddit, info, I think there's both of yeah. them. There's also a Facebook page. You know, you can find us on mm-hmm. Discord. However you want to reach out to us, we would love to hear from some people. And if we hear any more information about Standard Plus, we will be letting you know as soon as we can. Yeah, they said that, you know, they're going to be announcing something after the release of M20. So we're looking at probably another three weeks, maybe, until we get some more information about the format. Just enough time for us to talk about how good M20 is going to yeah. be in Frontier. Just in time for it to go away. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Also, if you guys want to contact me, you can uh, find me on Twitter at YoSchwenky. That's Y-O-S-C-H-W-E-N-K-Y. Uh, I also uh, have a website, www.thejapanhobbyist.com. And I am also doing my own, or sorry, I'm doing another podcast about uh, Magic the Gathering in Japan called Code of the Cardboard Samurai. So, you know, if you're listening about Frontier and you're interested more about, like, you know, what's happening in Japan, you know, give that a listen as well. You can find it on iTunes and also on my website. 
All right, guys, that's going to bring us to the end here. Thank you all for listening, and have a great night. We look forward to being your go-to source for Frontier and Standard Plus information online. Your final Frontier, signing off.